Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. And now our story continues. Tonight, Kit Calvert had an appointment with Dr. Ray Whitney, physician at the State Prison for Women at Three Falls. Her interview with the young doctor was over before the end of the recreational period. Leaving the doctor's office, Kit had come out into the exercise yard. But she had stayed by herself. She didn't feel like talking to anyone. Conversation would dispel the very pleasant mood she was in. She felt that she was making progress with Dr. Whitney. Their talk had left the young woman hopeful and confident. Now at 9 o'clock, Kit is back in room number 12. The doors of all the rooms have just been locked. Kit slips out of her dress, hangs it up, starts to brush her hair. After a moment, she stops, turns to look at her roommate, Mickey Gray, who is sitting on her bed watching her. What's the matter with you? Me? Why, nothing, lovey. You'd better start getting undressed. I will. But don't rush me. Mrs. Jerome will be coming by here in a minute. Well, aren't you just the model prisoner these days? That's part of the advice you gave me, isn't it? I'm just following it. Can't afford not to, Mickey. Not at the price I'm paying. That's right, lovey. How was the movie? I didn't go. I said I didn't feel very well. So I got permission to come back here. I thought about asking to see Dr. Whitney, just for fun. But then I decided you might not appreciate me giving you any competition. Oh? (laughs) Evidently, that wouldn't worry you, lovey? No, Mickey, it wouldn't worry me. Well, for financial reasons, I won't attempt to prove that you're wrong. (laughs) You're such a conceited little monkey. You've never seen me at work. As a matter of fact, I don't have to work at it. All I have to do is just... Well... Uh Uh-huh. Well, Mickey, whatever your method is, I'm afraid it wouldn't be very efficient where Dr. Whitney is concerned. You're just not quite his type. You know something? If a woman's smart, she can be all things to all men. And, lovey, I'm smart. That's nice. Mm, You've been using my cold cream again. Uh Uh-huh. Are you just naturally a thief? You ordered some cold cream from the commissary last week. I know. I paid for it. That's right. But they have such ordinary brands. Your smell's so much more elegant. You know, from the general tone of your conversation, I got the idea your visit with our doctor was quite successful. You must have good cause to feel so sure of yourself. I have. But it's not what you think. Then it's still Dr. Whitney? Oh, yes. Dr. Whitney. But uh, in his own mind, you believe he thinks of you as Kit? Oh, no. Not yet. You mean you haven't even had a glimmer from him? No, not in that way. But it'll come. It seems to me you're a little slow. I know what I'm doing. Dr. Whitney is a very complex young man. I see. Think he'll be too hard for you to break down? No, no. (laughs) And you call me conceited? You're as sure of yourself as I am. And probably with less cause. (laughs) Well, you see, Mickey, I have a slightly different attitude about men. I don't look upon them as trophies as you do. You're wrong. A trophy is something you get as a prize. Something you go after. I don't bother to go after anybody. All right, Mickey, all right. You're a very cute, pretty girl, and I'm sure men fall all over themselves whenever you come into sight. If they do, I also remember that they can fall just as easily for someone else. And that never occurs to you, does it, lovey? That's what I meant when I said you're so sure of yourself. You seem to feel that all you have to do is just think about a fellow, and from that moment on, he wears blinders. 
He just stands there waiting for you to close in for the kill. <laughs> Don't be silly. Uh, as an example, this, um, this supreme confidence you have about Randy Lane. Leave Randy out of this. I wonder how he'd feel if he knew you had designs on Dr. Whitney. My designs, as you call them, are purely the result of necessity. But just for fun, lovey, if Randy did know, do you think he'd be jealous? Of course. I don't know. Maybe he'd be relieved. Maybe he'd say, so cute fooling around with a prison doctor. Well, now I feel better about going out with so-and-so. What an extravagant, sadistic imagination you have. Do you really think Randy Lane's just sitting there in Wakefield waiting for you? I know he's waiting for me. And that really means a lot to you, doesn't it? You're really quite crazy about the guy. I think he's the most wonderful person I've ever known. I think I would have died if it hadn't been for Randy. I... Never mind. What? Nothing. Look, Mickey, I don't care to discuss that particular subject with you. Well, that's all right. I'm just interested to learn that there's one man in this world who can be trusted to be faithful. Well, I guess I will get undressed now. You know, for some reason, I'm sleepy. Oh, by the way, here's your paper. All right. The Wakefield Sentinel. Oh, ye gods, look at it. I've told you, Mickey, if you must read my mail and my newspapers and my magazines, at least wait until I've looked at them first. Temper, lovey, temper. Aren't you going to look at it? No, not now. Maybe tomorrow. Well, it's very interesting this time. That fellow, uh, what's his name, uh, Stewart's column. Georgie? <laughs> Poor Georgie. He tries so hard to write a sophisticated gossip column. But in Wakefield, there's nothing and no one to gossip about. Oh, I don't know. I think his stuff is rather interesting this time. Have a look at it. No, thank you. You know, I think your talk with Dr. Whitney has really left you up in the clouds. It's going to be easy, Mickey, because he's very interested in my case. Professionally, my medical history interests him. He's very sympathetic about my problems. And it won't be much longer until he'll really be a champion for me. And by the time the parole board meets next, I won't need to do a thing. Dr. Whitney will do it all for me. Because he'll be completely convinced by then that staying in this dump any longer will do me much more harm than good. Oh, of course he'll be convinced. He'll have to be. To excuse his real reason for wanting to get you out of here. His real reason? Uh-huh. After all, it'll be so much pleasanter to see you on the outside where there aren't these, uh, uh shall we say, restrictions. <laughs> that, too, may be in his mind. Uh-huh. What's the matter? Why look at me in such a funny way? Oh, I was just thinking of what must be going on in your mind. So you can see yourself out of here winging your way towards Randy Lane, hmm? Oh, shut up. You know, I really think, Lovey, that you should take a peek at Mr. Stewart's column. What is this insistence uh, here. on... I'll read it to you. Uh, I won't read you the whole column... Though I can tell you there's some mighty exciting things going on in Wakefield. Mighty exciting. Oh, for heaven's sake. No, uh, just now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, here we are. Uh, this is what I thought might interest you, lovey. Lily Devon, the city's most glamorous gal, has caused much complaining on the part of our bachelors. They believe that Miss Devon works too hard. Oh, Mickey. Uh, just a minute, lovey. Just a minute. Yeah. Uh, to the many young men who hang around Miss Devon's dressing room at the supper club after it closes, with perhaps a suggestion that she take a spin along White River, Miss Devon has one reply. Thank you, no, I'm tired. 
But this correspondent has it on good authority, my own eyes, as a matter of fact, that the fair Lily no longer knows or cares what time it is since the rush she's been getting from Randy Lane. Uh, interesting? <laughs> That's very cute, Mickey. You imitate Georgie's style very well. You think I made this up? Look, you can see for yourself. No, I won't fall for it. I don't make practical jokes. Here. Well, what have I been trying to tell you? What do you think about Randy's promise now? Oh, it's just... It's just Georgie. He's a perfectly stupid little man. He's notorious for exaggerating and... Oh, well, there's not one chance in a million that there's a... Do you know this Lily Devon? Yes. And is she really a glamour girl? Yes, I suppose you could call her that. Well, you see, lovey, that's what I've been trying to tell you. That's what happens when you go away. And there's absolutely nothing you can do. Oh, yes. Yes, there is. I can... I can see Randy. How? Never mind how. I'll do it. Mickey Gray waited, but Kit didn't say any more at the moment. And yet somehow Mickey felt that Kit's statement wasn't just idle words. She had the feeling that Ben Calvert's daughter would manage to do just what she said. <laughs> 